It's September 22nd, 2023. It's a Friday morning, beautiful and sunny, and everyone is just enjoying a brand new day. I am Atrial Pro. It's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. I know. Give me a look. I get it. I... Jeremy Lambert, you and I spent way too much time awake yesterday, and you did a lot more work than I did, that's for sure. We have a lot to talk about. Um, I also just want to, you know, try and be our jovial, fun selves while we do it. So, how are you doing this morning? So, did you hear this story about, uh, I was backstage at a WWE event, right? And this big dude uh, used to be a little bit bigger, slimmed down, lost a lot of weight, right? He 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 uh, took took the last cookie. I was going for this cookie, and he he took it before I could get to it. And I was like, "Hey, man, that's that was gonna be my cookie." And he's like, "I do not care." And I'm like, "That's not. I don't appreciate that." So I slapped him. He didn't do anything. He gave me the cookie, and then we moved on with our life. It was it was a a, a harrowing tale. I just thought everyone should know this, and I, I thought that was very good information for everyone. The wife's actually correct about that. Was she just messaged me? <laughs> uh, yes, I told I told Gunther put that cookie down, Gunther. That's my cookie. I slapped him. And then he gave me the cookie. And we all's well that Gunther and I are best friends now. It's all it's all good. It's all good. This is honestly the biggest story that we need to talk about. Hold on. Are you trying to tell me that you did it all for the cookie? Did do it all for the cookie. And oh, hey man, hey man, nice cookie is another reference I want. Are we gonna make. stick the the nookie up your yeah? Hey, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't uh, <laughs> as long as you don't bust any issues here. Uh, and by the way, until you mentioned his name, I thought the cookie story was all about Ultimate Warrior. So I'm glad you cleared that up for us. Man, look, yesterday sucked. I bet everyone. All right, it sucked on a lot of levels. Um, it, it sucked for obviously the people involved because they're the people that's actually affected by this. I'm just some idiot who writes and covers wrestling, uh, way too much and and for way too long during the day, but it sucked. Oh, look at, look who's here. So what happened is this man wanted his eggs and I said, Hey man, those are my eggs. And so I slapped him and he gave me his eggs. We did it all for the Eggies? No, we can't do this again. We just did this joke. How are you, Sean? Good morning. I'm all right. How are you all? Hey, you uh, too, huh? Monster Energy. We're, we're drinking water. I had three cups Don't of Don't mention them on the air till they pay us. Okay. Oh, that's how I feel. All right. Uh, water, everybody. I won't mention water. On the air. Can, can we? Yeah, water please don't. I would, I would love to get a lucrative sponsorship from water. <laughs> Big water should be watching and giving us some money. I mean, listen, everybody drinks water. Mm. Everybody, not should. everybody, I'm not everybody convinced should. my grandmother did for like 15 years. Yeah, I'm not convinced my mother in law does, even though she definitely <laughs> should as well. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the new Doja Cat album, Jeremy? I didn't listen to it last night. I was, you know, listening to a four-hour Marseille and Mansois stream. That so I did not have time to listen to Doja Cat. I'm sorry. I listened to the about one minute that I was on. Yeah, 
Yeah. I got heat with them. I should that's that should actually be the headline. I slapped Mansoir. I should have opened the show with me asking Jeremy to call Mansoir. Damn it. I don't have his number. I tried to tell people be careful where you get your news from. So nobody nobody wants to listen to me, man. Let let me let me tell this story because this was very frustrating for me last night after everything. I'm listening to this stream that started at 8 30. Cause I'm I try to be good at my job, right? Sean Rossap. We try to I mean, be good I, at my I job. logged on at mid like midnight and I see a stream on the back end that says Mosse. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like, hours. damn. I go, damn, in the weeds moves fast. They got Marseille. That's what I thought. So I was like, we do an interviews early? Let's go. <laughs> well, I so I did this with the, the Lacey Evans stream as well. Is That's how I'm able to pause, rewind, and everything. Because I don't know if Twitch has that capability or sometimes. Like some streams don't. Twitch doesn't. Um, no, not until you uh, do the, the VODs. It's same with high spots. So I'm like, I'm going to stream it. And... Uh, that way I can pause and, and transcribe and everything. I'm listening to this whole friggin' thing starting at 8.30. And I'm transcribing a bunch of it and do it, doing everything I can. I'm taking notes. There's already one article up. I'm, I got more coming. And then I see on Twitter of like, oh, they said Riddle slap Gunther. And it's, it's just big old thing. And I see these other notes on there about like they buried LA Knight. They said this. Even the nice things they didn't even say about people they said johnny gargano's the nicest person ever i was like they mentioned gargano but they didn't say he was the nicest person ever Good <laughs> things they didn't actually say. and i'm rewinding this stream i literally listened to this four-hour stream twice i listened to it twice to make sure i didn't miss anything i'm like i don't think this happened i just don't and then finally they had to address it on stream of what happened and they're like yeah we didn't say any of this and they're calling sean on air and i'm like they're telling people to message sean he's listening to doja cat i'm the one who's been here since 8 30 transcribing and taking notes on this whole damn thing you know what you, you should have just logged into the fightful gaming account and got i was and i thought about it yes i was i i was logged into the fightful game and i thought about putting a message uh i didn't because i was working and i by that point, they'd call Sean. I did text Sean. No, I said, to be fair, I did stream. say, put me over on the stream. <laughs> and they were like, okay, and they called me. So there you go. I, I told you to put me over. I, you know, I wanted the nice shout-out of, like, we work hard at Fightful. Jeremy Lambert, I wanted the name out there. Jeremy Lambert, go bug Jeremy, him with all if this there, stuff. If there's anything that I can tell you from getting attention, it's that you absolutely do not want attention. No, you know? I do not. That's I what, wanted uh, it so badly until I got it, and now... I thought, I, I thought about that last night uh, when people... When I would when I did that tweet of like they're telling everybody to tag Sean, I'm the one listening, and people are like, "Oh, it was a good bit and stuff." Though I was like, you know, Sean. Uh, oh, at least forty people of... tweeted me about it too. <laughs> I was like, Sean gets some of the credit that of like headlines or articles and, and stuff that I cover, but he also gets a lot of the blame of stuff that I cover all, and all the time. I, I do. So it balances that out in the end. It's actually far worse. Jervis Cottonbelly messaged me the other day and goes, are you hacked? And I go, <laughs> what? I, my heart skipped a beat. I'm like, which one of these motherfuckers tweeted about thighs that I'm going to get blamed <laughs> for Wh what's happening. And, uh, I was looking around and I was like, man, what's he talking about? I even tried to call him 
and uh, he goes, I don't know, you're tweeting about, or you're tweeting about banana tips and people drinking jizz <laughs> on Fightful. And I was like, oh, never, no, we're good. We're good. He's like, it seemed uncharacteristic for Fightful. And I was like, you haven't paid that much attention yeah. to Fightful. Do you, you don't know who they are. Even, even before Jeremy, I was grabbing Pat Fannin and saying, hey, Melissa Santos said that Brian Cage had a yummy and good-looking penis. Can you write about this? Oh, God. At Sean Ross Sapp, hey, Mansoor said these things on his stream. Also, can you talk about this Axios article, please? The Axios oh. article was uh, fun. Axios. Oh, boy. Yeah. I had to correct so many things in their January article. I remember that. Oh, my goodness. People want mainstream coverage until they see what it is. Like the LA Times reaching out to WWE for comment on the Montreal screw job in 2023. <laughs> they they had the balls. Listen, I obviously, LA Times is incredible, great journalist. You could have wrote that article without saying we reached out to WWE for comment on the Montreal screw job. They have done multiple documentaries on it themselves. It would have been great if that's what they did. They just sent the the clip of Vince on Raw the following night where the Brett screwed Brett clip. Like, here's our comment on the Montreal screw job. I just oh, my God. I, I'm going to reach out to a WWE PR guy today and be like, so Hogan over Yokozuna at WrestleMania. <laughs> Are you sure this was the right thing to do? <laughs> what do I was see if I have anything like how does this affect the bloodline's legacy? <laughs> <laughs> I see if I had anything like not timely uh that you could reach out. I did I did one on a uh, Maven's YouTube channel that's running later today. Reach out about Maven and ask them uh their thoughts on Maven winning tough enough. That's timely. I like Stevie's too, but um I fear Stevie's getting a little pilled over the AEW thing. He went a little too hard. He had he had the match conversation rights, I think, but then he went on Tony Khan, and that's where it started to get a little too heavy. Very few people know what actually hurt John Moxley in that match, and I don't think it was the pile driver, based on what I heard. So, so I watched the Stevie video before I got pulled. He actually does mention the dive from Phoenix. He said, like, it was sent to me. This is what I think did it. Yada, yada. You can see, like, he, he again, he broke it down. The match itself and the injury itself, he broke it down well. He had a lot of really um, informative things to say. And then He's, he went all in on Tony Khan, and it was like, I think you're digging too hard. Yeah. Like, I'll criticize Tony Khan when it's necessary. But, I mean, literal pictures leaked of him visiting the trailer and checking on him. And if there's one thing that I know to be true about John Moxley, John Moxley would have said, get the fuck out of here. I'm fine. In fact, John Moxley said to somebody that I know, don't you know who the fuck you're talking to? And they asked he, if he was okay. So <laughs> like it was, it was, I greatly respect Stevie Richards. In fact, I was shocked to learn that it was actually him going after Tony Khan and that thing. I thought it was just some random Twitter guy. Was... And, and I was like, you know what? I really like the work Stevie's doing. I just hope he doesn't lean into that crowd because he's doing really, really informative, like good, informative, educational stuff as it relates to wrestling that very few people are qualified or have the means to do or anything like that. 
and Maven is just like, what questions you got? I'm going to do an eight minute video on them. And this thumbnail is going to be really pretty. Video is going to be great. Whoever's running his YouTube is doing is a great Zach. job. His name is, is Zach, it? the man who's running his YouTube. Zach. I don't know his last name. Uh, message Van Vliet. Van Vliet knows. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Doing a There's great a scoop job. for everybody. Oh, watch. Watch. It's going to be Van Vliet shorts guy. Watch. It's going to be the same dude. You just know it. <laughs> well, I mean, to be completely honest, so here's a trick that I do. I can pitch something for a year or two and Jimmy won't even flinch. But if I say, hey, Chris Van Vliet told me, well, then all of a sudden, look at that. We got shorts. <laughs> we got a video editor. We got a lot of things. But um, Chris had been like, hey, you need to lean into shorts. He also told us Facebook, and we ain't making shit off Facebook right now. So we got to find something that clicks there. But, I mean, we our shorts probably pushed us up past 100,000. I think that's probably what did it, even though – I don't have a goddamn plaque yet because they they told Jimmy that it was flagged for fraud. Him <laughs> emailing from the official Fightful account. <laughs> CVV did a video with Maven. So yeah, uh, one of my favorite podcasts I ever did is the podcast I did with Denise about our GCW thing. Because anytime I've ever done like a wrestling thing, I want to be clear to our audience what was a work, what wasn't a work and stuff like that. Because that's what we're in. Denise was so nervous like the night before I had to show her how to throw somebody over the top rope and if you watch I held on like a little extra longer because she she grabbed me the wrong way but she was so nervous and Maven actually came out and talked to us he's like oh y'all are doing some stuff on the show <laughs> and I was like yeah she's never done anything before and he calmed her down so much he was so wonderful to her like he was he was just such a great guy but I've got major heat with Maven, guys. Why the on-screen feud with Shaza McKenzie was supposed to start at the clusterfuck last year. Oh. After she got eliminated, she was supposed to be crawling up the ramp, and I would kick her in the head <laughs> and fake interview her. <laughs> and I'd be like, here, I'm going to interview somebody on the scene who will never get a green card. Shit like that. <laughs> but... When he was out there, he did the big baby face thing and saved her and carried her to the back in his arms. And legitimately, that is Shaza's favorite wrestler yes. of all time. Yes. So she comes to the curtain. She goes, ah, oi, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> Crikey. And I'm like, ah, how can I be mad? How can I even be mad? It's her she favorite wrestler ever. She was so happy. She with was. Spot. I, and I remember I was listening to some Maven interview. I don't remember who it was, but Shaza was brought up. And so I, I just wrote the article and I sent it to her. I was like, hey, Maven said this about you. Here's the timestamp and everything. And she's it like, was, it oh was my sweet God. that you sent her that timestamp of him going, who? <laughs> That's not nice. Why are you so mean, Sean? That's not nice. oh, I got to call you out on something, Sean Rossap. On the air, you just mentioned little. No, you don't. How was that? So, how you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you you'll criticize Tony Khan when it is warranted. You have been, you know, you you have been accused of being AEW biased. I've seen the tweets, so I gotta know, Sean, what do you think of Tony's dance skills? Not strong. Yeah, 
You remember? Yeah. You remember that? Well, I mean, you all know that 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 gif of Mrs. Dad squaring up. It's yeah. basically what it looked like him doing. But in dance form. I would love to get a side by side and just make them square <laughs> off. Go ahead, Internet. Do your thing. I need it. I need it. Oh, bless Tony. The the Garcia popped so big for it. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Destiny FOMO. Well, listen. Cranky morning, Sean. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Listen. I've got issues with Destiny here because oh, yes, calling out everybody Let's on this go. I know this one. Let's go. I got a real problem with Destiny, and I'm I'm gonna show you why. I am very much like she oh, joined yeah. the Hall of Judas. <laughs> she joined the Hall of Judas. Why is it that uh, nearly every woman that is Fightful contingent, she Destiny was a wonderful sponsor of Fightful for a long time. Um, you know, we we uh, she she very in a very savvy manner was able to promote her Twitch, her OnlyFans, all that stuff on now the hump. But then she goes to this show and she sings Judas. And now I feel like I got Saudi blood money or something from her. That's, that's how I feel. Don't act like you've never sang Judas at the event, Sean. I've never sang Judas. I've mm. never sang Judas. And listen, we have a couple other mutual friends uh, by the name of Cher Delaware <laughs> and Demon Diva. And they are also in the Hall of Judas, <laughs> well, as you see here. <laughs> So, listen, I just want to know why all my friends just think this is a good idea. You could say well, Enemy what, is a good song. Let's it's see. A let's much better Judas song, or Fozzie song. No. I got it's into Judas. one of Destiny's streams uh, yesterday. She wasn't even on there singing Judas. She she gives it away for free on cable TV. By the way, To Kill a Stranger is another really good Fozzie song. I remember when uh, Enemy came out and <laughs> it got incorrectly listed on a bunch of torrent sites as like Mudvayne. Yes. <laughs> Real quick, Ashok says, well, Alex and Reg sing Judas. There is uh, the karaoke of me and Alex singing Judas. This was a this was years ago. That was when we hit like a thousand on Select. We sang Judas. So that's somewhere. Go back in the way back select archives for that one. Okay. Yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta bring him on because uh he's got like a couple of minutes before he goes live and he's here. Andrew Zarian's joining us. Uh let's let's talk Andrew Zarian. We gotta we got the sweetest get- the sweetest the sweetest man in in pro wrestling journalism, Sean Ross Sapp. I'm ble- I'm I'm blessed today by your presence. Here I am. Jeremy, I, I have a question for you. Oh, no. What? I know that you want a wrestling conspiracy. Yes. I have a good one. You, you teased this on Spotlight. Have you, have you ever heard about the Brotherhood of Suplexes? No. Please Sean, Sean is too afraid to report on this. But who really controls professional wrestling? That's the question we're asking today. White people? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> well, well, who is it, Zarian? I mean, you gotta, you gotta give us. Jericho's doing Jericho's doing podcasts on SpaceX and flat Earth theory. So we need no something sense. on this show. Yeah, well, the, well, so the glad Earth, I'm off that beat. The Earth is not flat; it's oblong. <laughs> it's oblong. Isn't it okay. Oval? 
No, it's, it was, it's, a, it's a flat oval. It's not a yeah. square with ices on the sides. It's a flat oval. It's like a baguette. It's like a bidet? It's like a, <laughs> a baguette. <laughs> it is made up of water. That <laughs> squirts right up your hoo-ha. Um, that, that's, that's the question today. Who really controls professional wrestling? That's a conspiracy of the day. Destiny FOMO because she says the money has been taxed and paid for on her end. It's all good. Judas apparently does because every time it comes on, everybody's singing it. So that's my answer. Judas. I didn't sing it. I wasn't singing it. I don't believe any of you. Listen, I do not believe on. you. Here's the thing. Sean and I went to the AEW debut in Toronto, and I can tell you they didn't even play the damn song, and people were singing it. Yep. So, but he and I, nah. The guy next to me, absolutely. Doing it all a cappella, and it was That's awful. a cover-up. That's a yeah, cover-up by Joel Pearl right there. I don't is, this, is, this, is this something now? Is this, is this decided that Judas is too played out to sing along to? No, there are other reasons for that. It, I actually like Jericho. He's actually very nice to me. Um, I'll, I'll disclose professionally something very nice he did for me at one point. But after reading his books, I would skip the rock chapters. He would go back and forth between music and wrestling. It is nice to see how sincerely proud he is to have had a hit like big time like because i think that probably in his heart he likes rock music more than wrestling and he's like well i've got had a million hits in wrestling but this is the one in music and to have a theme that is more famous than his wwe theme that was a very 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 good theme that's got to feel really really good so i mean i do at least like to see uh how proud he is of that what'd you think of doja cat's new album andrew well, I like I, I haven't listened to the full album, but I do like a couple of the songs. Uh, I know that Paint the Town Red is the hot new pop hit, but I think it's maybe the best song she's ever done. And I really like yeah. it. Yeah. I was uh, a little Doja Cat inside. I was a, I was close to booking her for one of my venues last last October. And she was committed to it, but and then she had a vocal issue, so she canceled mm-hmm. everything. She and had, uh, if I could have surgery. Did, did she get surgery? I didn't know that. Yeah, she had surgery. She canceled her tour dates as well. Well, I, I, I'll play this game next week on the show. Rebook it. Rebook because it and bring me in. I'm trying to. I can't afford her. I can't afford it. She's so. I, I, I was paying an absurd amount for her. Poor. I, I can't even tell you now. It's even worse. Chip in, Sean. Chip in. Yeah, Sean. We might need to so do bad. a fightful thing. Call Jimmy and just be like, hey, I have an idea. (laughs) Can we book Doja Cat? Can we book Doja Cat? Andrew needs to book Doja Cat. Um, (laughs) All right, I'm going to go do my own show, but it was so nice to see Sean in here. Terrible to see Joel. And of course, Jeremy's a sweet, sweet boy. So I'm always happy to see him. But but who really controls wrestling? We need to get to the bottom of of this. Yes, we do. It's and why is the schoolboy the most devastating move in professional wrestling? That's another question. I'm getting to the bottom of all these conspiracies. Because schoolboys are the worst people in the world, so no one wants to go against them. I I, I truly it. hate that schoolboy fin- schoolboy roll-ups pin people. Because in catch wrestling, in, in a decade of catch wrestling, I ain't never seen it pin anybody once. Not a once. Guys, they, they're on to me. I got to go. They know I'm here. I got to go. Andrew Zarian, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't get Zarian was supposed to come on to talk about the new TV deal 
I, I don't know if we we're gonna get any releases and a little bit of Grand Slam, and instead we did the um, conspiracy stuff, which is fantastic. I was told by WWE they weren't planning on releases today, but you know what? Thank About you. ten minutes before they release people, I was also told that yesterday. So, was, oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. Well, yesterday was not fun, but it was, I was on the air doing Spotlight when the Ali uh, stuff came out, and people in our chat thought it was fake at first and the, the wife sent it to me and was just like have you seen this i was like no i'm trying to do the show and then unfortunately spent and my entire people day go, people go jeremy has a wife it's definitely fake that's not true at all i put her over so much that people have to be She's like great. oh it's real that's a horrible mini golfer that's all Sean has. Bottom of the rung. <laughs> she's gonna golfer. text me. She's gonna text me here in a second and say she's the only person who had the hole in one. So before she'll, she even sends text, the message, she text me. She said that that PR person probably wasn't even alive when Yokozuna. <laughs> say she's bursting in here. Good. Trying to... <laughs> Wonderful person. Terrible mini golfer. Oh, she she puts up with me it? in this line of work. So I fully be believe that she would have success at chopping somebody up with a hatchet, based on what I saw. <laughs> if i disappear this is what's happened oh my gosh i guess i gotta go this is the longest appearance i've made in a long time yeah you're welcome here anytime you showed up i got your numbers up now i'm gonna go tweet from common bingles w and uh (laughs) see what websites are or what engagement accounts are posting stuff from uh other websites that we actually posted three weeks ago so the engagement stuff made me so angry yesterday. See you Just guys. So angry. Bye, Sean. Yep. And that's how it goes. <sighs> uh, we have some super chats, by the way. If you haven't already, leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to us here at Five Flower Books. We're already almost a half hour in, so clearly y'all have done something right. Uh, Antoine starts us off. Well, kicks us off on this run of super chats here's five buckaroos for all jeremy's hard work yesterday grind don't stop keep on keeping on we appreciate you antoine thank you so much and- i grind legally by doing things that are illegal i was gonna say those, those, those uh unlisted streams will tell us otherwise <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's not illegal right no i'm not streaming them for anybody that's I'm glad to that do Sean, my job better. I'm glad that Sean brought that up because I also was in that. On the oh, screen. I what the hell is this? I have, I have no problem mentioning it because I was even going to tweet about it. I was going to be like, uh, I was going to tweet something of like, Sean's going to see that I've used like half of our storage space on two streams because the Lacey Evans stream is like two and a half hours and yep. the monster mace stream was four and a half hours like trying to be like what happened why is our storage space taking up like two friggin streams it's like well yeah sorry what do you want me to do i i'm sorry that i'm too good at my job everybody and that i use things to my advantage to be better at my job and make things easier on myself this is how you get 40 posts done in a day other people wish they could do that I wish other people would do 10. <laughs> Twin Blade asked, said, last night, Joel, I asked what's next for Jake something. That would be a casket match at Glory Pro on Sunday versus Warhorse. Thank you for using the all caps doing a Warhorse right. Yeah, Jake something. We were talking about uh, his impact, no pun intended, uh, in Impact Wrestling and how he uh, took out Dirty Dango real quick. And what's next for Jake something? Because there's a clear path and a clear push for him, but 
it's pretty busy in the X division right now. And it's very busy in the heavyweight, the world title division. So uh, yeah, Jake, something is just kind of back and, and making uh, making a splash. Good on impact and all good on Jake something and stuff. Can we talk about this, Joel? My power, my power in the world of impact. Fox who box. got who got the Fox box back, baby? That was this guy. Garrett Kidney needs to give me my official credit for this because this wasn't announced before Jeremy Lambert on in the weeds while speaking with Garrett Kidney. When he said, what's your favorite impact moment? And I didn't give you a moment. I gave you an iconic place in time. And I said, the Fox box, this is what we need back. I remember this so well, we need it. And what happens? What happens during Jake something and Dirty Dango? We get the Fox box back because I said it to Garrett Kidney. So you're welcome, everybody. I got too much power. I control professional wrestling, apparently. Well, we did, say, did. we did say it was a bearded white guy, so I guess we're yeah. <laughs> we got it. Uh, well, Sean said white people, so yeah. Uh, yeah, but let's face it. Anyway, the um, the Fox Box was really funny. Yes, Jeremy gets his flowers for that, but you didn't call Chase Stevens being the special judge sitting in the back having a cameo appearance. Who, by the way, he was on Impact number two. That was his debut, but he was also on like the TNA pay per views back in the day. His first TNA pay-per-view appearance was pay-per-view four do you remember do you know who his opponents were it was, a, it, was a tag, it was a tag match jeff jarrett you're close 13 time ring of honor tag team champions jeff jarrett the briscoes oh there we go uh and then the the, the impact show the first one he was on it was against three live crew conan r-truth pg james shout out to chase should have been Jeff Jarrett. There I like the Jeff naturals. Jarrett. There was Jeff Jarrett erasure all over Impact 1000. Jarrett himself yeah. was like, well, they didn't ask me, and I was busy anyway, so everything's cool. No worry. I don't know why all Southern people just sound the same in me. What happened there, Joel? I don't know. Well, Conrad, we had an idea. The idea was great. We went 1,000 episodes, and I was there for 58. Well, they didn't call me for 1,000. But let me tell you, I had my footprint. It's a little better. Yeah, a little better. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. No, we gotta stop doing this. What? What do we do? Read more super chats. Joel. Why syllable sent one for Sean? Unfortunately, as he was popping off, said SRS. You mentioned WWE. We're gonna let contracts run their course a while back. In your opinion, what changed? I mean, I could tell you what changed. There was a <laughs> giant merger. Vince McMahon came back, and uh, he was like, "God oh, damn it, we don't need any of these people." We got black white people. white people change it. <laughs> Quite literally, white people change. <laughs> this is very true. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this one's very true. I never do that at sorry. all. Never. <laughs> hey, man, this time it's well deserved. Man, we're excited. Got to give it to you. I, I well, look, the Fox Box things. I'll take credit for it just because it is very hilarious that I do mention this to Garrett and they bring it back. So why wouldn't I take credit for that? I have no idea if I had anything to do with that or not, but I should take credit for it. Uh, somebody earlier mentioned that yeah, I tell everybody not to follow me on on Twitter at the end of streams. Yes, I do not want people messaging me the way they message Sean and some of our other friends. I don't want any of that. I told Phil Lindsay. A long time ago, before Grapsody was even a thing, 
before that even became a thing. He was already gaining popularity before that and then really exploded after that. I told him, do not hit above a certain mark. Just, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, Phil, because people suck and people will just say things that you did not say and they will reply to you about things that have nothing to do with anything and it's awful and you'll spend too much time doing dealing with these people and it sucks. So don't do it. And then Phil then listen to me as he goes and does Grapsody and it becomes the, the biggest thing on our website and now he's super popular. And now he's got to deal with all these idiots. I don't want to deal with these idiots. I did have a... Uh, I did have a great idea last night, though, Joel, in my, yeah. in my state of non-sleep and three coffees. One day, one day, I'm going to tweet from Sean's account, just for a 24-hour period. And I'm going to let Sean tweet from my account. He's going to break the scoops on my account with how, like, I got like 6,000 followers. He's going he's gonna to tweet the scoops on mine. And I'm going to tweet the troll tweets on his i just want to see how it goes because i'm very good at like ignoring people on my account i do my tweet i don't talk they can reply however they want to reply i'm just like i don't care i know what i'm doing out here i'm done no it's it's fine i want to see him tweet scoops from my little account and see how it goes over and see the reaction when it's far far less people far lower stakes so this is my pitch that i'm going to make to sean at some point is let's trade accounts for a day and just see how it goes. I mean, I can tell you now, nothing will change on Sean's account because the trolling is pretty much a constant. Like there's nothing, if anything, it'll just be a little funnier and maybe a little smarter, not to, you know, too short. Wow. Like, Thanks. Thanks. You know, I'm in a good mood today. So I'll give you, I'll give you your flowers where I can, but uh, yeah, the, the, the level will be different, but uh Yeah. <laughs> The scoops going on yours. I mean, you you did the scoops thing when you had the uh, the SmackDown. I had, I had real scoops too, and people nobody takes me serious because I just I don't have the engagement. So people are just like, oh, okay, that that's what it's going to be for Sean. He's going to tweet real scoops, and no one's going to think it's real because it's just my stupid account. The uh, the Montreal Screwjob stuff that Sean was talking about. So. You probably didn't see it, but there was a, a reply from Pat Laprade, and you and I are familiar with Pat Laprade. He's Montreal, Quebec, or Montreal wrestling um, media royalty in a lot of ways. I, I, I do really, I like Pat. We met uh, back at uh, Forbidden Door. We were at Elimination Chamber together. He's a, a great guy, and uh, he actually replied to Sean. He's like, "Tell them to talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> yes, but later that night. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the story, Jeremy, if you've seen this. Casey Spinelli, which some 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 people watching may be familiar with Casey. She's had some appearances uh, on Impact Wrestling. She's appeared with AEW. I think she's even worked some dark matches with WWE. Uh, Casey was part of a wrestling school. Uh, it was a bit it was a big tournament event. Are you familiar with with what was going on with Jacques Yeah, I, I saw some some of this. Uh, I can't say I dove deep into it but i saw her her tweet so yeah essentially she was part of this big this big event loot academy which is a like a wrestler's academy it's jacques rougeau's school out in quebec and listen people have told him enough stories about jacques rougeau that some of you should already know where this is going uh there's a men's competition a women's competition and casey made it to the uh to the finals against uh cat von he's i think was was her name and the winner was going to get the, the men was going to get they were going to get ten thousand dollars the women were going to get ten thousand dollars 
and the men and women women winners were going to Atlanta to go train at Nightmare Factory for I think they said 90 days or for three months. QT Marshall was involved. Uh, other members from the Nightmare Factory were involved. Uh, QT was at the event, the finals that happened at Club Soda in Montreal. And uh, basically, like going into the event, you had Jacques Rougeau have a conversation with Kat and with Casey saying, hey, how about we split the money instead? You get 5,000, you get 5,000. And Casey was like, nah. No, she, she just flat out said no. And she was, her reasoning was like, why, why would that happen when the men are going to win 10,000? One man's going to win 10,000. Why should we split the money? Like, what, what does that help? It's not like both of us are going to go to the nightmare. In fact, she was basically saying like, this is, this is a pay equity gap. This was a, this is a pay equality gap. And uh, the story gets even weirder because they didn't get to, they, they, they got to the show they did this again. QT comes out to basically say, "We're gonna are we gonna split the the purse?" And Casey's like, "No," and she cuts a promo about why they shouldn't split the purse. And then it becomes this whole like, oh, this the shoot angle type of thing. And then QT's like, "What a drama queen!" Because Casey, you know, cut that promo, walked off. QT didn't know. QT didn't know what had happened going into this whole thing. And this is all from Pat LaProud. It's There's an article that he wrote on, on Loot.Quebec and uh, you can do a translation and it actually does a pretty good job in this case. But basically the story was like absolutely bonkers. And Casey Spinelli has been around for a very long time in wrestling. People, you know, I think a lot of people who follow independent wrestling know her from at least one or two shows they've either been a part of or seen or whatever. And I mean, God bless this girl for going and like, just standing her ground being like this is insane they should have just picked a winner and she's like it's not about the money it's about the pay quality and i agree with her she's like i don't care if i win i care that the winner gets the money that there's that they're owed in full um so you know kudos to her but this was an insane little article that pat wrote and go out of your way to read it because it's just yeah it's a lot yeah i saw a little bit of that last night uh there were a lot of things going on last night. Um, I knew about this tournament, though, from I, I unfortunately listened to, to Jacques Rougeau interviews months ago. And he was talking about this, talking this thing up and how the, the winner was going to yeah, go to the Nightmare Factory, get spots on AEW and all all of this stuff. So now now that it's actually here seeing the fallout from it uh yeah good on casey for for speaking up on that why would you ask them to split it and not ask the men if you're gonna ask the women okay ask the men the same thing otherwise what are we doing so it gets even weirder uh king of the north asks did qt bring his triple a latin american championship not only did he bring it he was in the main event defending it (laughs) and he defended it against oh god the guy's name was bobby something and it turns out and this wasn't breaking any news um bobby's wife was Kat Von Hees, the other woman who was part of the finals of oh. that tournament. So things got even stranger at that point. And again, no heat on QT because, listen, he's booked. He's part of it. Like, why not, Why wouldn't you put him in the main event of the show? I'm not going to be like, you know, you, know the, you could say the finals should be important, and they are. But also, like, I went to a show once where it was Josh Alexander and Nick Aldis on top for the NWA World's Championship. And most of the crowd had already left because the the people who were the promoters of the show were already more over because they put themselves in these silly angles, yada, yada, yada. The fans wanted to see them. And then after they paid off whatever the angle was, people left. And, and Josh and 
and Nick worked on top to like half a room. So like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall QT for working the last match. He handpicked his opponent. It was this guy Bobby who wasn't uh, a finalist in the competition, and yeah, it, it just becomes a whole part of the longer conversation of whatever the hell happened at this uh, Elite Academy thing. This is not the first time that they've run this contest. It seems like an annual thing, and I think last year uh, it was a five thousand dollar prize. So they've doubled it, and they're giving it to you know one man one woman. Uh, the Nightmare Factory stuff was the same as last year, but I think last year they said they were going to have the winner appear on AEW Dark or just at AEW when they came to Toronto. And I haven't. Oh, maybe that's what I covered last year when it came to this interview. So that's probably what it was, and I don't remember who won or what it was. Like I don't remember if they followed through on that last part because I was at I wasn't at the Rampage tapings in Toronto, but I was at the Dynamite tapings where they did do uh, some Dark and Elevation tapings. So I, I never got to see that. I knew most of the people who were performing because they were all you know Ontario and Quebec indies, but I don't know who the winner was from 2022. I might. There's probably. I probably did some type of article on it because I did oh, curse. Here we go. Or, Lawrence. Lawrence, who's great and from Love Wrestling, he mentioned De Jeremy Prophet. Black. He's he's out there in uh, in Montreal and Quebec. So, um, Jeremy Prophet was on Collision, getting beat the shit out of by Hobbs once upon a time, and Jessica Black. I don't remember. She. Yeah, I don't remember her to be honest. I don't know. I don't recall what she did on there. I mean, I can look it up right fast. Yeah, we could look it up. But whatever. The point was, like, they there there was some sort of agreement there there's some sort of plan and whatever happened with spinelli was just oh man just an insane story go 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 to pat Laprade's uh twitter and just find it or go to loot.quebec and it's like front page it's so, a crazy story uh, what they did was uh profit and and black actually teamed up against uh kip sabian and penelope ford on aw dark elevation the episode that aired there you go uh, Jeff Ellie Driver has it. So, yes, that is exactly that. Copied straight from Cage Match, just where I was as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff got a little bit ahead of you on that. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I know. Good I'm, on giving, him. I'm giving Jeff Ellie Driver his flowers today. <laughs> yeah. Good on him, man. Good on. I'm moving slow today. All right. Moving yeah. a little slow. Moving I just, slow. I found that, I found that very interesting. And I just wanted to shout that out because, A, great reporting from Pat. And also, Jacques Rougeau is just a piece of shit. <laughs> So what what we're getting at here is uh, all of wrestling sucks and we're 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 not covering it anymore everybody we're not Colorado Avalanche opened training camp yesterday we back baby Jonathan Druin back with Nathan McKinnon let's let's go not gonna not gonna uh uh curse not gonna curse um Oklahoma City Thunder coming. This is now a hockey and basketball podcast, everybody. No wrestling talk. None. The None. Ottawa Senators have a new owner. It's official. That's right. And Cyril That's Leader's right. coming back to the team, too. That's part of the announcement. Ooh, front office just got beefed up or something. I don't know. I have a sense or whatever. Let's go. All right. Let's, let's talk about... <sighs> Let's talk about the releases, Joel. I know we don't really want to, um, but look, it, it happened yesterday. Again, it was a, a very long day. It happened. Ali was the first to to say something. Um, he tweeted that he was no longer with WWE, and then people were like, what happened here? Uh, is this releases? There was, Sean mentioned, like there was kind of a miscommunication thing that he was like, oh, 
don't expect anymore. And then a couple of minutes later, it was never mind miscommunication. Um, uh, there, there are going to be more, and there were certainly more. As uh, I don't know the the final count, but the the names, some of the names, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin. Emma, I felt really horrible for Emma. I mean, I feel bad for all of these people, but Emma tweeting like to dream to to work, you know, Australia, big Australia premium live event, and then like, oh, never mind, just got released. Bless Riddick. that woman, because I saw it and I did two things. I was like, oh, but I also had to laugh because she took it with such grace. That like yeah. I was very, you know, Tennille, Tennille is a very, uh, just a very sweet person. And I, I saw that and I was like, that sucks. But also like good on you for having a good laugh about, you know, a, an unfortunate situation. Sorry, continue. Yeah, it was, it was, it sucked. She's so excited. This Australian premium live event. It's like, oh, never mind. Reddick Moss. I guess at least they had the decency to release the couple together instead of a Morrison Taya situation where it's like one at one point and then the other a month later. Uh, Aaliyah, Rick Boogs, Top Dollar. Who, who else? Um, a lot uh, of uh, other. Here, uh, I've got the list here. So Ali, Boogs, Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Riddick Moss, Emma, Aaliyah, Elias, Top Dollar, Dana Brooke, Mace Mansoir, and then we start going into the NXT releases. Quincy Elliott, Shanky, Ulyssa Leone, Dabakato, Bryson Montana, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, who had a match on Raw about a year ago, Daniel MacArthur, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, who was just coming back from injury, and Ika Minjiro was confirmed uh, at last, late last night into the morning. So there you go. Yeah. About 20, 22 people officially released from WWE and from the NXT slash PC talent crowd. Um, some names are shocking. All, all names were unfortunate and it's just, yeah, it sucks when people lose their job, but there's kind of some, you know, positive news is that a lot of these people, if they so choose, have very big opportunities to, uh, to kind of move to their next step and see some, some success. Again, if they're, if, if they're, if they're, if it's what they want to do and they're willing to commit to whatever comes next, then amazing opportunities. So I always want to say this when it comes to, releases because i think people are very um sorry i I think people they they want to book the future of these people for some reason or they they just want to comment on on their future good and bad of like oh well they weren't actually talented they this this should have happened that should have happened they should do this they should do that my thing with all of this is one we don't know what these people want Right, like we can say Mustafa Ali would be great here, would be great there, wants to continue to wrestle, but we we don't know. Um, you know, Mason Mansoor, they they were on a stream last night, and it seems like they do want to continue to wrestle. They're joking about they had this, uh, they had this plan. They want to, they maybe want to do this. They were joking. Uh, John and John Blood was in the the chat. They want to get booked for DPW and stuff some people do make it clear of what they want and everything but a lot of these you know nil people who unfortunately got released who never really made television anyway we don't know what they want out there um i i would just caution everybody of trying to just book the future for these people because again we don't know what they want too we don't know how this affects them you know what i mean like 
a lot of people, WWE was their dream. And they only just want to do WWE. And like, do they like wrestling? Yes. But do they just like the WWE aspect of that? Yeah, that was actually the appeal to them. And they don't want to go to the independent scene and do this and do that. They don't want to try to go elsewhere and do these things. And that's okay. Like, that's completely okay. Again, these NIL people who I truly don't know a whole lot about outside of like, okay, uh, I think Alexis Gray was like a sprinter. Um, there's, there was a couple football players. It's like, do they want to continue wrestling? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Were they good? I don't know. We never saw them on television. Maybe they do want to go out there and try to stick it to WWE. And like, you made a mistake. I actually do. I am passionate about this. But just don't try to just book the future of these people. That's uh, that's that's all I'm asking. That's all I think. I'm asking. I think people are doing that from a positive standpoint. They're seeing the talent and they're seeing that there is ability and they're seeing that there's opportunity. And so it's less the booking. I don't like the and, and I'll give you a second and I'll let you rebut. I, I don't like the people who, you know, for example, were going to Tom's Customs and asking him to put together match cards with release wrestlers. I don't like that. But, you know, when we sit here and we're just like, these people would work well in this place. We're not necessarily booking them. I think we're just kind of, there's a bit of like manifesting or just putting out into the ether that this could be cool. Whether or not those people want to go there, that's a whole other story. And, and that's kind of the unfortunate reality of, of working in the public eye. You know, if Sean Ross Sapp said to tomorrow, you know, I'm leaving Fightful, then people are going to get on the speculation train and they're going to ask, you know, where does he go next? Where would he fit? What would he do? And this is a similar conversation because we're dealing with very public facing uh, athletes. Okay, I, I will grant you that. I think my issue with it is the expectations that, that come along with it and almost the pushiness of it is a little off-putting to me when everyone just lost their chop yes um like that that is that's where i get a little like can we just give these people a little bit one they got 90 day non-compete i assume the nxt people got 30 day but the, the main ross people got 90 days so we ain't seeing them pop up anytime soon anyway you want to talk about how they they got misbooked they should have been booked a little bit better they should have been given a different spot sure i'm i'm fine with that that's kind of a past thing i just don't like that you're almost creating an expectation for yourself and i guess if this is what you want to do i'm i can't control uh your your thoughts and and things like that i'm just trying to caution people like just try not to create these own expectations for yourself when it comes to this like Again, Ali is probably the best example because I think everybody, for the most part, wants to see him in AEW and thinks he'd do well in AEW. I think he'd do well in AEW. I'm not going to be the person who is just, Ali. AEW's got to sign Ali. They're, they're missing the boat if they don't sign Ali. How could they not sign Ali? How could Ali not want to go to AEW? Like, I don't know, man. Like... Maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he just wants to work independence and do Chicago things and help the independent scene in Chicago. Maybe that's what he feels best at. I, I don't know. Like, would I like to see him in AEW? Do I think he'd do well? Yeah. But I'm not gonna... And this, I guess, comes down to everything. Of Fans are very passionate and fans want to create their own expectations. Hey, look, 
we talked about Grand Slam on Wednesday, and we talked about surprises and, oh, is Edge, is Mercedes. I mentioned Mandy Rose because I'd seen that. And what I tell you on Wednesday, Joel, I'm like, I don't expect anybody. I ain't raising my expectations that high. If it happens, cool. But I do not expect anybody. And you know what? Nobody showed up. And we got a nice little wrestling show. It was better than nice, but like to, you know, we got a good wrestling show that didn't need a surprise. And it was fine. It was great. Like, the, I was not disappointed by the surprise. But then I see these people who are like, I can't believe Edge wasn't there. I can't believe Mercedes wasn't there. I'm like, why? Why can you not believe this? It's not like they teased it. This wasn't as absurd as, you know, Brit doing the bank on it or whatever she said. Like, that's a tease, okay? Christian wasn't coming out there and be like, on this day, your father may, like, you know, like, they weren't doing any teases on this. Don't raise your expectations, everybody. That That's all I'm saying, especially when it comes to people who just lost. Don't raise your expectations with this. Just let these people, let these people chill, okay? Just let them chill. They got some time. Some of them are gonna. Some of them are gonna come back. Some of them are gonna do other things. Someone in the chat asked, "What's Ulysses Leone gonna do?" Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand or, or know that Ulysses Leone comes from a wrestling family. Her dad is a CMLL like legend known yeah. as Bronco. She could easily, if she chooses, go to Mexico. She asked for her release recently, so for all we know, you know, she's either just done with wrestling or she's you know wanting to go work elsewhere. And honestly, either way, I understand. There you go. Jeff Valley driver speculate, but never expect. I, yeah, I pulled, yeah, I pulled that up. Cause I thought that was a, a very Jeff Valley driver is so much better at this than I am. He's on cage match quicker than I am. He has a nice succinct comment of, of speculate, but, but never expect like Jeff Valley driver, DM me. You can come on the show and uh, you can, I, I'll take no, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I would, I would like, Jeff, I would, I would want Jeff to do our PR because he's very succinct and he gets to the point, but you and I are here doing radio and live whatever. You do the nap, Joel. After this show, I am going to take a shower and I'm going to take a nap in that order. Chi-Town Spurs sends us a super chat saying, Tom Dollar should open a Jewish bakery called Chala for a dollar. If he doesn't, my expectations are ruined. What do we say? Speculate, but never expect. Okay, Chi-Town Spurs. Uh, also, I got to pick up some challah because it's uh, it's the Sabbath starting tonight. Well, I mean, every Friday night. But anyway, we do that thing with our family. It's a, it's a tradition. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that they we'll talk about Grand Slam, and we will talk about because because it, it was a really fun show. I really enjoyed it, and it's um, th- there was a lot of just a lot of really cool stuff that came from it, and they did a lot of good storytelling without you know having to bring out anybody. I was more expecting, honestly, out of our conversation, I started thinking about it more and I was like, I would rather see returns than debuts. I would have rather seen if they were going to do it. I would have rather seen if, you know, if they wanted to bring back Jack Perry, if they wanted to bring back Wardlow, if they, whatever it was. Like I just, I, I Thunder Rosa was another one for the women's division. Like, again, I was thinking to myself afterwards, I was like, I think I'd rather see this talent return because a, they've been out for so long and they're just not factored in anywhere. Jack Perry's a different situation, but there was a lot of just like, well, maybe, maybe I'd like to see people come back than just start new people with new stories. Ty Valkyrie is another person I'd love to see more of. And they're starting to kind of bring her back around. They had her on unrestricted and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Tom talks rubbish. Thank you. Sends us a super chat says, thank Thanks. you for all you do. You're amazing. Hey, right back at you. Okay. 
right back. That unrestricted interview with Ty Valkyrie was recorded when Sheeta was still champion. So it was recorded before All In because she mentioned Sheeta is the champion. Uh, but shout out to Ty Valkyrie because I wrote an article and she quote tweeted it and uh, she had some fun with it. So I appreciate anybody who quote tweets our article in a nice way and not in a way of you misrepresented me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so, so some of these, um, as you mentioned, some of these released wrestlers have talked about where they want to go. Some of them have said nothing. Uh, for example, like Bryson Montana, I think said, I, I have other plans uh, and they're familiar plans. Don't know what that means. Clearly he does. He, I think he comes from a football background. Kevin Ventura Cortez said, said I'm stepping away from wrestling. Um, he had a match on raw. He had a tag match. People did not know who the hell he was. He was unnamed. And I figured it out by God knows how um, kind of facial matching, but um, yeah, he, he was a guy that, you know, showed up, had a match and that was it. Um, Team with Big Body Javi, baby. Was, Big Body Javi, who just got engaged to Tatum Paxley this past week. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Brooklyn Barlow, like I said, she had had an injury. Um, at one point when someone was going around and kneecapping everybody, there was some talk that maybe it was going to be Brooklyn Barlow, but no, it turned out to be uh, Blair Davenport as a return. And that was fine, but it would have been a nice way to, to debut Brooklyn or re-debut they her. confused the Bs. They were like Brooklyn, Blair, Brooklyn Blair. They, they messed it up. Didn't work. And then he came in Jiro. I mean, it, listen, if you're a FIFA Select subscriber, I think Steven Jensen, week after week after week, had something to say about Ikumanjiro, whether it was on the positive or the negative, but he always had something to say about Ikumanjiro. I liked him. I liked the gimmick. I didn't care. Like the jacket stuff was funny. Jacket time was silly, stupid shit because Kushida deserved better in terms of like just a character. But Ikumanjiro was good. He just didn't. He he just wasn't given whatever was going to make him go further, yeah. uh, and that's kind of the that's kind of the whole conversation. The crux of the situation is, you know, some people, myself included, were thinking, you know, none of these people were being used regularly except for a handful. You know, Dana Brooke was on NXT. Um, Ali's got a title match next Ali, week. Ali has a title match next week. We'll bring him back. Uh, we'll talk about Cody. That. Cody's gonna jump in there. He beat Dom. Cody's going to come in there and just take Title it. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler hasn't been seen in a while. Rick Boogs was on the mend. He was, he was backstage at SmackDown last week. We know that because we saw the photos of him and the rock. Um, you know, Shelton Benjamin's been a regular on main events. I'm just like, look, I'm looking down the list, you know, Top Elias hasn't been on TV up. for a while. Elias has it. Mace Mansoor, same thing. Uh, Quincy had an appearance on level up a while ago and then never to be seen again. Sean last night on, on select was just like, yeah, he, he was a problem. <laughs> so he was on the choppy block and honestly shocked to nobody. Just, it is what it is. Um, yeah, but David Dick twisting Kato. He had a match on NXT a couple weeks ago. And, uh, <laughs> I popped, I popped people. Uh, I got a message. I cut two, two things real quickly. Sure. I got a message on, on Dabakado because like when we do these release articles, we, you know, you mentioned kind of everything and I, I wrote in the Dabakado article, he never won a title, but he did rip off dicks. And somebody mentioned, somebody messaged me. It was like, that got me. That was good. I was like, appreciate it. Um, and I got to, I got to put over Louie, who I assume is still in the chat. Uh, he, he messaged and he's like, where's the Elias confirms he was Ezekiel article. And I'm like, I was going to let it sit for a little bit, but I'll do it. And there was 
that gap between releases where I, I was hoping to be done for the day, but unfortunately it wasn't. Uh, but I did the article during that. That thing blew the hell up on social media. So um, it was going to be written regardless. I just wanted to time it well, but Louie did put it closer to the front of my brain. So uh, shout out, shout out to him for, for that one. So yeah, yeah I saw a lot go. of people commenting on that and I was just like, Oh, uh, I'm glad people took it in a good way. Uh, at least I, I stopped reading like quote tweets, even on like articles, like Danielson stuff, just because like I, one, it's, it's a waste of my time. Like I got so much stuff to do that's sitting and reading quote tweets and stuff. Um, it's just, it's too much for me, even if it's good. And for a lot of this stuff, like it is good, it is positive, but then I'll read one that's like negative or they twist it in some way that like wasn't my intention. And I can kind of see how they were like, oh, this is not great. Or like, why, how, how, why would you do something like this? I was like, that's not my intention. Like, I get it, but like, you don't know me. You don't know what my intentions were. Everyone else seems to appreciate what, what happened here. Um, but I'll read the one like negative, and I think a lot of people do this, and it'll just fuck me up. And so I'm just like, yeah, I just I can't read any of it, even if it's 99 positive and one negative. The one negative will just it'll stick with me way more. I'm just like, so why even put myself through that? I got too much to do to even read that stuff. So I stopped reading like a lot of comments. I just uh, I just block them and move on. I mean, up. yeah, blocking. I don't block a lot of people, though. I mute a lot of people. I don't block a lot of people. Let them yell into the void. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's an Effie special right there. Yeah, God and like, them. I don't see most of these people on my timeline. Like, anyway, it's I'm see. I feel bad because like I feel like I'm seeking it out. I'm seeking. If I look at the quote tweets on an article. I'm seeking almost the positive affirmation of like, ah, this was a great article. And then I see the negative and it gets to me a little bit. So like, I don't feel like, I mean, I could just block them, move on. Like, oh, you suck. But like, I'm seeking it. So I would just rather not seek it. I don't need the, I don't need the positive on that. I know my intentions. I think it's good people, unless my boss, unless Sean is messaging me, be like, Hey, let's not do this. And I'm like, okay. All right. Fair enough. But otherwise, like, Nobody, you know, no one tags me in this stuff. Sean's got to deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, you you want some some um, some very upsetting uh, hockey news? Uh, is it abs related? No, it, it's sends related. So they oh, have, then I'm not going to be upset. So sure. Right. So Michael Anlauer and Cyril Leader are here for the announcement of the new ownership. Gary Bettman's there too. Gary Bettman got applause, and he goes up to the microphone and he says. I'm not used to that. No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so all of these, all these talent, it sucks. It, it's never fun when people lose their jobs. I think a lot of people are, you know, like I said, the fantasy booking is people trying to give a little bit of levity and also a little bit of hype to some people. I put it out there and I'm going to put it out there right here on this show. I want us to have the first interview with Riddick Moss on in the oh. I want that interview. I message want him. I should. Yes. Mike Rallis, I know you're out there. I, you're probably not watching, but if you are, I need you on this show having a conversation. I Good. thought about you briefly when Riddick Moss got released. <laughs> Very briefly, because I had so much to do yesterday. I did not have time to give any thoughts together. Um, but I did think about you when Riddick Moss got released. I was like, oh, Joel's going to be 
disappointed. So I, I'm sorry that happened to you, Joel. I was, I was cleaning. I had a very busy day yesterday. I was cleaning up around the house and just, I, I messaged you. I was like, I'm cleaning out my storage uh, locker down in, cause we live in a, in a unit that has a storage locker downstairs in a condo. And um, I, I got, as I was like cleaning up around the kitchen area here, I started, my phone started buzzing incessantly. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? And then I see a bunch of people being like, somebody check on Joel Pearl, somebody check on it. It was just like, oh no, what happened? And I saw Riddick was done. I was like, oh. So I had to run back to my computer, get a couple of shots off, not shots, get a couple of, of tweets off and, and do my thing. And um, again, my WrestleMania was the uh, the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber when I got to see Riddick Moss versus Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. Nobody slapped Gunter in that episode, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. One thing I, I don't another, I guess another thing. I've already said one thing when it comes to releases is you get the cold hearted people of oh, it's a business. You know, they gotta make sure the bottom lot one, they just announced a $1.4 billion deal. All right. You can't tell me that. Uh, Riddick Moss is, is cutting into your bottom line so much to where you, you need to release him after you just signed a $1.4 billion deal with, uh, with USA. And you probably got another big deal coming down the pipe here in the next couple of weeks. They can't tell me that Riddick Moss is hurting you too much on this. But what I don't like about this is professional wrestling. I'm sorry, everybody is not a real sport it's it's not what? It, what? it's a great sport it's it's a sport that i've been fortunate enough to cover and to make a living covering but it's not a real sport and what i mean by that is if riddick moss is making let's say for the hypothetical sake if he's making two hundred thousand dollars a year and you're like riddick moss making two hundred dollar two hundred thousand dollars a year that's too much. That's he's not worth that kind of money. You know how you make him worth that kind of money? You put him on TV and you give him some something substantial to do. Okay? Like this isn't oh Joel, are you going to combat me on this? So so I'm going to combat you. I'm actually going to bring up this is a story that Stone Cold Steve Austin told and I know you know this story. It's the story of him and the limo with Vince McMahon as they're waiting for something so that they can go and film a vignette. And Vince turns to, I'm, I'm 90%, 99% sure it was Stone Cold. And he basically says, never let the talent know their worth. And what you're explaining here is the knowledge of value to the talent. And that, that story has always stuck with me for better or worse, because believe me, I think it's a shitty thing to say, especially to your talent, who would be one of the biggest stars of all time in your boomiest period. But to know that that is the Vince McMahon way of thought, like, and then he still works there. Like the, the Vince still runs, you know, the runs the company to a certain extent. That's still in the mindset. Okay, but don't they let them know their worth when they pay them that contract? So they pay them that contract, and they said, "Hey, we think you're worth this much." Okay, cool. But then they don't do anything with them, and then they're like, "Well, now you're not worth this much, and so we have to release you." You can make them worth as much. If you only want Riddick Moss to be a $200,000 person, then that's all you got to push him at. And no one's mad about that. Let's say Riddick Moss is, and, and this, is where, this is where it is a business to WWE. 
right? Because you can swap out to uh, the, the the joke is, hey, Nick Khan just sees them as lines on a spreadsheet. He ain't worried about the names or anything. He sees this number is uh, doing this much while this number is doing this much. Well, doesn't make a difference at all, right? Like, hey, if, if Mr. If, if Mr. 100,000 is giving us the same thing as Mr. 200,000, why do we need Mr. 200,000? We'll just give it to 100,000. And then nothing changes for us. We're still doing 300,000 viewers off of this. So why wouldn't we just do this and then save the money? But if you want them to be worth this much money, you just put them on TV. Like you, you can make them worth that. You can put them in that spot. This is not a real sport where I'll use Russell Westbrook as an example, was making $40 million because he signed a big contract five years ago and then he declined after five years. It's like, hey, Russell Westbrook is now the sixth man playing 20 minutes a game, probably not worth $40 million, can't get on the court. We should cut him or trade him to a team that can cut him. But then you know what happens when they trade him to a team, they negotiate a buyout and he still gets all of his 40 damn million dollars. It's not like he's losing anything out of this either. But it's this is not a performance thing of like you you paid this guy a lot of money and now he can't perform to this level anymore because he's just declined. This is we paid you this much money, we're not using you. Now you justify releasing you because you're making this much money. But it's your fault that they're not getting used that much. You can easily remedy that. Yeah, and now we have to add another unfortunate reality to to a workplace and that is workplace politics going back to riddick moss uh <laughs> why solo Jose, <laughs> Robot Jeremy Cook. always cooking when i'm in robo form every everything was audible so we don't have to worry about that but um no th- th- this is something that was pointed out on bible select and in sean's reporting was that moss was well liked by paul Heyman. Heyman's Heyman's put him over. I've heard Paul Heyman friggin' talk about Riddick Moss so, so dating back to when Heyman was running raw. Yeah. Dating back to then. He loves Riddick Moss. And Moss, Moss was fast. Moss was a very good athlete. It still is. Moss is a very good athlete. Mike Rouse is a very good athlete. And because of that, he was really good at this. And then, you know, some I, there were some other people in WWE in other positions of power who felt otherwise and decided not worth it. We're going to do, you know, the, the bare minimum or nothing with him. And again, that comes down to playing off his politics and the unfortunate reality of this wrestling business is that the people in charge, by and large, a bunch of white people, are going to push and pull people as they please based on the perceptions or the interactions or relationships or lack thereof that they have with the talent. And this is a much deeper conversation. This is a much more nuanced conversation than honestly, if we had wrestlers on on with us today, um, would probably talk to it better than we could. But, you know, it's part of it. That this is part of that wrestling business is just how you are perceived, how you are booked. Not everyone likes each other. There are politics involved. And we saw what happened with uh, the, the Mike Rallis, uh, Riddick Moss is a good example of that, 
where somebody like Paul Heyman was like, to the moon. This no pun intended to uh, Cameron Grimes, but someone wanted Riddick Moss to get further along in his career path, and then someone else said, "Nah." And that other person trumps Paul Heyman because they've either been around longer or they're closer to Vince uh, or Paul Levesque's ear. And next thing you know, where where we are today, where unfortunately Riddick doesn't have a job, and neither does his uh, fiance wife. They're married. I think just fiance. Right just fiance. Now. Either way, yeah. partner. His long term partner. For that reason, it sucks. You know, it just it just sucks even more, and it just it kind of like it adds and takes away to the conversation that we're having about you know you could push them and you could give them more and they could be more valuable, but the lines on the page are not the personalities of the people and the interpersonal relationships that develop or that deteriorate. So that's kind of where we're at. Maybe don't announce a $1.4 billion deal and then release a bunch of people. Okay. And, and a giant PLE that's being put together with support from the government. Yeah, you're getting a lot of money off of that too. Yes. This is, as many have pointed out, it's PR 101. You give them some good news, and then that way the bad news doesn't hit the same. It's just what it is. See, it is, and I know this, the problem with it now is like, it does make it worse, though. It does. the Because the people who are online, like us, are like, this doesn't make sense. Why are you announcing all these releases after you just announced all this money? That doesn't seem very good. Um, but it when it comes to like media coverage and stuff, you don't see a whole lot. And I'm talking about outside of wrestling. You don't seem, you don't see a lot of coverage of just a bunch of releases. You get that if that was the only thing to talk about, but the, the more media is going to talk about, Hey, they announced this big event in Australia. Hey, they announced this new big television deal. So they don't care about these releases, especially because no offense to anybody. Dolph Ziggler was the biggest name. And Dolph Ziggler just hasn't been around a whole lot lately. So your bigger outlets that are non-wrestling related, you know, variety and stuff is going to cover the TV deal. Had Roman Reigns been released, okay, then yeah, Variety's going to cover that. Variety ain't covering Dolph Ziggler being released. They're just focusing on the TV deal. So that's where it really comes down to, is the mainstream coverage. Yeah, the, the good news is going to outweigh. If Variety had... No WWE talk about maybe they pick up some of this release stuff. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, but the fact that they have good stuff to talk about now, it's like, oh well, look, WWE is great in the eyes of the non-plugged in people. But to the plugged in people, we're all like, this doesn't make any damn sense. Is you're announcing all this money coming in, and you for some reason you can't pay these people. What what is happening here? Well, I saw mentions the, the 12% TKO stock drop. I don't think that has as much to do with releases as that has to do with Fox, or not Fox, uh, SmackDown going from Fox to USA Network. And I know the money that, that's coming in on that uh, is better. It's an upgrade. Uh, so maybe it'll level out a little bit today once that makes the rounds a little bit more. But 
I think people very quickly, because it dropped immediately when that was announced before the money stuff. And I think people quickly reacted to, wait, they're going from Fox to USA. That's a downgrade. Let me sell. I think on top of that, uh, Jeff Hawkins had kind of pointed out, and he works in in that world a little bit, that September's a, a very volatile time for stocks as well. Um, not that it explains everything, but they haven't rebounded today. We don't know if they will. Um, we're not a we're not a a stock product. That's going to be more of a Jimmy Van conversation on the hump on Wednesday if the stock price hasn't really rebounded or if it gets lower. Uh, also, a merger will kind of do that too. Uh, CKO is brand new. They're just starting out, so now we have to deal with uh, the the ramifications of what a new company does or doesn't do in some cases. Yeah, so, I know people were I don't I don't know bearish and bullish which one's good, which one's bad. Um, but I know people bullish is bad, right? Uh, I think bullish is sell and bearish is relax. I... Oh, all right. Well, people were down uh on the merger people were not as high as you know just kind of casuals like us where we're like hey ufc and wwe merging entertainment the big biggest thing in the world hey that's kind of cool but the market was like uh there's some pit- potential pitfalls here type of thing i don't the stock is not my thing i, I was speaking with jimmy van yesterday one of our very rare conversations um because i was asking him about the aforementioned axios article and i was like what does this mean please tell me like I am five and he, he explained it to me and I was like, Oh, okay. Got it. Thank you. Uh, and he's like, yeah, it's a lot of speculation. And Sean kind of said the, the same thing on Twitter, but I know Jimmy, Jimmy is very plugged in with that. Um, so oh yeah, that I get all my stock information. If I decide to reach out to Jimmy or if I see Brandon Thurston tweet about it, I get videos and TikToks from Jimmy and, and, other weird news stories that I then have to put oh. together for a show that he does. I thought Jimmy Van was sending you like he's doing the dance. Can we get Jimmy Van to do like the Nana dance? <laughs> do you think he'd do it for a large enough sum of money? Absolutely. That's that's Jimmy's got enough. Do it for the people, Jimmy. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying if if someone on the hump donated a certain amount of money to Fightful, he would almost certainly do the dance he should just do it for the people listen i would rather that instead he take me and rob the shorts editor back out for lunch again we'll do that that'll be fun uh he needs he needs to just do it for the people we we as poors can ask for money to do this stuff jimmy they should just do it for the people unless we're gonna get that money then okay yeah, yeah, give us the money. Oh, by the way, uh, bullish investor believes the stock price will rise, so they want to buy to benefit from the stock price increase. Bearish investors believe the price will drop, so they sell, buy, then sell, and take advantage of the dropping price. Oh, all right. Well, there. I had it wrong. This is why I don't trade stocks, everybody, because I do not know these terms. Fightful Prince Nana dancing compilation. So one of the, one of the kids uh, yesterday... I walked into the living room, very tired, very tired. And I walked into the living room and they waved me and they waved like that. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you waving like this? But then I got him to do the Nana. So I got him to go like that and everything. I can't, I don't do it very well like that. But then the swear, why not drive? Then you got to do the jump around. The wife did like the, the jump and everything. Amazing. My the the wife doesn't doesn't do that type of stuff. She doesn't run. 
and and then do that. She then dance. She's got about as much rhythm as me and Tony Khan. So to see all of that was was tremendous theater here in the Lambert household. Are you gonna go to the Chris Hero AIW seminar? What is this? Why why are you just switching topics? I don't know. <laughs> I just saw this. I saw uh the AIW champion Isaiah Bronner. He just posted the uh Chris Hero seminar. It's going on. Joel, do the nano. Nope. How about no no? How about the no no? No, come on, Joel. I can't do the nana. Why? Yeah, you can. Everybody can with a little bit of a leaf. Well, that's the thing. Either a leaf or a giant bottle of something. Come on, Joel. Don't I swerve when I drive. How did that catch a vibe? I don't know the lyrics that well. High class is better than Wolverine. Absolutely. No. Yeah. No, nah, we don't. Yep. yep. Did you see Eric Bischoff do it? Mm. Makes no. the point. Hits it on the head. Jerry Lynn got it, yo. Yeah, uh, Jerry Lynn had the jacket on though, so it worked. That's true. The powers, yeah, the, the powers. powers came through. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Oh, yeah, they should do a, a fightful poll. See if Jimmy Van wants to do. Here's a, or do the DG. Let's go. Oh my God, uh, squaring up like Mrs. Dad. I swear to God. Anyway, let's. Uh, let's. I guess we could. We, do you want to shift over to to AEW? Talk about Grand Slam. We're doing AEW. We're doing the Nana. We're doing the Nana. Daniel Garcia. We'll see. I, I got about much rhythm. Tony Khan too. So that's fair. You'll see Nana tonight over on Rampage. Go watch the five-hour episode of Rampage that they're producing for us tonight. Uh, we have a new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Shockingly to some, Eddie Kingston is now two belts. Eddie, is he going to make all the towns? Jeremy Lambert, is he going to do everything that the that the Ring of Honor World Champion did and didn't do before? He's going to show up on Thursdays. What are we Claudia. doing? Didn't Claudio was barely making the towns. So I know that's I one of the best parts. Like I don't know what Eddie's supposed to be doing over here. I said this yesterday on Spotlight. One, I'm very happy for Eddie Kingston. He deserves it. He's awesome. Two, I hope that Eddie Kingston becomes what Athena has become for the male side. And that is a person who shows up and has a consistent presence on television and has a story on ROH television because a lot of the eddie and claudio story played out on aw television and it, i don't like the blending of all of this i think it lessens roh i think it makes it not feel very important and i'm worried look we got the tag team champions who one of them is the aw world champion right now feels like the bucks are winning tonight so if they're the six-man champions i don't know how often they're showing up on Rampage, I want my ROH and my AEW a little bit separately because if I can just see all of these champions in AEW doing more important stuff instead of random matches against Dark Order, like we had uh, the the ROH tag team champions in at the last AEW pay per view, I don't know who wins this tag team match tonight. I'm excited for none of this stuff, unless it's the kingdom, because at least there's a story to that. But where's that story been playing out? AEW television. Where's that pay-per-view? Where's that match going to take place on an AEW pay-per-view? So it's an ROH tag team title, but it all plays out in AEW. I want there to be some separation. I hope Eddie Kingston, who deserves and should be on AEW, by the way, he's big enough to be on there. He should be in substantial AEW storylines. But if they're going to to put him in ROH. Yes, make him the champion and give him some good stuff to do there. So I hope 
he becomes the Athena of the men's division and does his thing on ROH and gives me a reason to tune in to ROH because I ain't got a reason to tune in to that show. By the way, let's, let's real quick. We got to talk about that minion segment from, uh, from this past week's ring of honor. That is probably one of the best segments that they've put on the minion and training segment is what I'm talking about with, uh, you got Athena and then you've got uh, Billy Starks and Lexi Nair. They have, what's the impression? They're already 553. This is views uh, for 553,000 views on this is Twitter alone. So this is, this was a great segment. It's very funny stuff. It's good stuff. And I'm kind of hoping that uh, they continue to give Athena the big rub on, on ring of honor. Cause it feels like they're certainly not bringing her over to rampage collision or to, uh, no, and- to but I she should be, by she the way. Be. 100%. She should be. She, she is carrying the Ring of Honor brand very, very highly and very well. All that said, you've got, like everyone you said, you've, you've got all of these non-full-time Ring of Honor talent holding these titles. By the way, my Matt Taven interview apparently drops on Monday, so uh, who knows if the Kingdom are going to be number one contenders by then for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. If they don't, if they don't win this match, what are we doing? Uh-huh. What are we doing if they don't win this match? Yeah, I've been saying it. They keep honey dicking the Kingdom around. They keep giving them shots at the titles that they don't win. Uh, meanwhile, Roddy Strong, my God. Bed the friggin' up. Hardys are in this thing. They The last time they won a match... Was they were in WWE. 2022, by the way. They were in oh. WWE. The last, yeah. time, the last time the Hardys won a tag team match two-on-two was Double or Nothing 2022, and I loved it. On Collision this past week, they were like, this is such a big upset. And I'm like, they haven't won shit in over a year. What are we doing? <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, we shall see. Watch AEW Dynamite Rampage tonight what did i call it watch aw rampage grand slam tonight at 10 p.m eastern it's a tremendous lineup great show i don't have the energy to do it i'm sorry aw grand slam page yeah yeah that watch it but but, but going back to wednesday i thought uh we we kind of touched on it the show was was really fun and it delivered i think in some ways it over delivered um just five solid matches and stories progressed some stories came to an end and some stories, you know, diverged. And I like that. They didn't have to overbook it. That shout out to us. Instead, they decided that they wanted to have a bunch of matches that made sense, a bunch of feuds start and end. And we just went from there. I got a little confused for a minute when Christian Cage was doing his, let's have a triple threat on collision. I was like, we changing the rampage mini event? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then someone pointed out, like, because I thought it was like, is things still not cleared? And then someone pointed out, no, it's for collision. It's like, okay, why are we, why are we booking that? Why can't we book that a little late? Whatever, it's fine. But uh, other than that, the show itself was a lot of fun. Uh, Soraya retaining was both shocking and not shocking at the same time. Kind of felt like they were going to do Tony Storm for a minute, but man, they got They've got a great character with Tony Storm. And I know Tony Khan was putting that over very heavily as well. I wasn't shocked because I didn't think they were just going to take the title off of Soraya that quickly. As much as I do like, um, as much as I do like the Tony Storm character, I think her going into a deeper madness because she could not win the title makes sense here outside of, hey, just winning gets it back. And then, okay, 
where do you go? I, I'm sure they still have a great idea off of that, but you got to keep going with this, uh, where she's go where she's going down here. So I wasn't too shocked that, that Soraya ended up winning that match. That's fair. And again, I, I watched it play out and I was like, okay, there's character development here with Tony storm. She doesn't need the championship to, to continue doing what she's doing. In fact, her without the title makes most sense. So that was fine. I just, Starting to wonder how long is Soraya going to have this title? Because you and I both posited that it will be a short reign and it could end as early as Wrestle Dream. Who knows? Maybe on Wednesday, they'll have a uh, number one contendership four-way and then we'll we'll find out who Soraya defends against at Wrestle Dream because the AEW World Heavyweight Championship will probably not be defended given that they're doing the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match instead. Uh, not sure how I feel about that. That's kind of weird. Uh, well it's a second straight pay-per-view and so it's not that big of a deal like they they defended the aw world title on grand slam oh that's the grand slam is the biggest dynamite in history why do we need the pay-per-view to to put the world title this is what i don't like about mjf and adam cole being the roh tag team champions this is your world champion he didn't need to be wrestling dark order in the opening match for these ROH tag team titles on a pay-per-view. He should be doing something more than that. He doesn't mean you need to wrestle for arguments like the Hardys or the ROH tag team titles at Wrestle Dream. He should be doing something. They should do the Roddy Strong match. If they, they could they could build to that enough time. I don't like them having the titles. It, it, it's not it's not selling anything extra. It, it's not. I don't feel like it's selling anything extra with MJF and Adam Cole as ROH tag team champions. You, you ain't selling honor club subscriptions because they're not on honor club, right? They're, they're never on honor club. They're not yep. on ROH pay-per-views. Maybe they will be. Maybe when final battles announced, they'll be on an ROH pay-per-view. You're not selling extra buys for the AEW pay-per-views just because you have an MJF Adam Cole tag team match that everybody feels is almost throwaway. Because they're wrestling people who are barely on AEW TV and they're, they're barely on AEW TV and everybody just thinks they're going to win. And that they're getting their title shot by just winning number one contenders matches. Yeah, unless the kingdom, unless the kingdom win. And then, okay, as I've said before, you used the story to uh, build... Are you the story is the backdrop for the number one contenders match or the, the number one contenders match is the backdrop for the story. But if the Hardys win, what are we doing? Ryan Sullivan, I'm never wrong. That's true. You are uh, very seldom wrong. The okay, I'm just trying I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Is is Wrestle Dream big enough that Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. And Swerve versus Hangman, those two matches alone. I know there are other matches announced, but I'm talking about like the hometown or home area matches. Are those big enough that uh, that people will want to buy the show versus having a world title match? Is it is that enough? Do they need to really add more? They'll obviously be adding more matches as early as Rampage and Collision and into next week. Um, the show is a week away. <laughs> it's very close. I, mean, I think they think that's enough i need a little bit more out of hangman and swerve um that opening promo they did was fantastic to kick off the feud i since then it's been a little downhill 
Uh, I think they will cut good go home promos, though. I do think I do expect them to really ratchet that up. This six man tag match didn't do anything for me, by the way. I know Hangman and, and Brian Cage, um, and Brian Cage is with the Mogul Embassy, and like it's part of that conglomerate there. Doesn't do anything for me with with the Hung Bucks. I, I I'd rather the promos than these matches here because I I want Hangman Page to speak. He's so good. And I want him to fire back in some way. And we're not getting that right now. Um, Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. They're selling the dream on this because Zack ain't showing up on TV yet. Danielson's feuding with Ricky. So you're not even, you're not selling this as as a match that you're building to see outside of it's a match Danielson wants, which he's earned. And it's a dream match that a lot of people want. But if you're just watching the television product, you're not thinking, I got to tune in to see this match. Unless you just want to see Brian Danielson wrestle, which you should. You should, everybody should pay to see that. But if you are just a television viewer and you're being told you're seeing Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. and you don't follow the online stuff. And I know AEW has a big online fan base and everything right but the the thing is it's not their entire fan base if it was then they wouldn't do the viewership they do and compared to the buys that they do and they do good buy rates by the way but they do almost a million viewers consistently over eight hundred thousand, and only one eighth of that is maybe buying the pay-per-views so that means there are seven hundred thousand fans that are basically watching the TV that need to be sold on a pay-per-view. And those 700,000 fans haven't seen Zack Sabre Jr. And don't know much about him outside of, hey, here's the guy who lost to Claudio last year at Forbidden Door. And maybe, I didn't even say you see him on ROH. That viewership number is lower than your, your buy rate number, I would imagine. So you haven't sold this match at all on television outside of it's a dream match. Um, and look, they're fine with that. They're fine with that. You're also asking people to to pay for a third show in about five weeks, and it's clearly the least important show on there. Like, it, it's not bigger than All In. It's not bigger than All Out. It is a show that was announced a month or so ago, and your headlining match is a match I'm looking forward to, but that isn't aligned with what we've been watching on television. Kind of wish that this show was being marketed as a $30 show or even a 20, like not a full $50 show just to show we can still get away with it, especially as a month. And also this is the first time we're running this show. So here's a special offer, you know, first time ever going to do, you know, maybe there's a feeling that Tony's like, then it devalues our product, but also you haven't done a lot to, make this particular show more valuable sure you're doing ftr versus aussie open and you're like this is a year ago to the day you know we did it at new japan uh at the royal quest show and it was a match of the year candidate blah 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 blah. but again this is a jeff alley driver points it out in the chat it's a fan service a hardcore fan service show which arguably the first forbidden door was like that too and now we're gonna do it again with wrestle dream what what's why 
Like this is a very thrown together show just so that Tony could be like, I'm one step closer to that once a month pay-per-view model that I said we're moving towards and I hinted towards heavily. This is the beginning of it. What have we seen from Aussie Open? Like, uh, I understand people are very excited for this match, but this is the issue when you're just doing dream matches to do... They're not all, all, always even dream matches. We've seen Aussie Open versus FTR. I know maybe a lot of people didn't see it. It is free on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Um, it is. <laughs> so, like, you can go see it. But this is the issue when you're 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 booking almost like an indie fed of like, hey, here's this cool match that's going to be really good. Because if you're just watching the television, what have we seen from Aussie Open? They've beaten a bunch of guys you don't know, but their last two big matches they lost. They lost to Cole and MJF, and they lost, which was a stupid decision, by the way, to lose to Jericho and Sammy. They lost that match. So your last, the Cole and MJF thing, I'm not thrilled with that decision, but okay, I understand it. They should have never lost to Jericho and Sammy because Jericho and Sammy split. You ain't, they ain't coming back from that Right victory. in the dick. Yes. I appreciate a good dick kick. Me too. But like, they lost these two matches. And then they just beat a bunch of guys you never heard of, which fine. And then they're like, hey, we deserve a title shot. Okay. Why don't they have to win a number one contender belt? Everyone else has got to win these number one contenders belt. Um, but that that's what this show is, though. If you want to just book kind of cool matches to book cool matches, I'm okay with that. But I think it does a disservice to your television product. Again, I'm excited for these matches. But I'm, I don't think I should be the, the target demographic when it comes to this. And that, that's just... This is my thought. I don't think I should be the target because I'm going to buy this shit regardless. I'm going to get this regardless. Like you can give me the worst show in the world with matches that I really don't care about. I'm going to get it anyway, because one, I got to cover it Two, I'm just, I'm a wrestling fan. So I'm going to watch. You want to appeal to the 800,000 people that are watching your television show every week. And that is where I don't think they do a good job sometimes. It's like, you're not appealing to your 800,000 television show. So, all right, so let's talk about this mythical casual. I'm not talking about a mythical casual. I'm there. We know for a fact that 800,000, yeah, I think 800,000 people who watch aren't casuals. Yes, there are 800,000 people who watch who are not casuals. They watch the show, though. But then only a hundred thousand, if that, are buying the pay per view. So you were there's a disconnect there, and I know pay per views are very hard to sell, right? But if you're telling me that everything is hardcore fan, hardcore fan, hardcore fan, and then you're giving me these hardcore fan matches, then why aren't they doing eight hundred thousand pay per views? If everybody's a hardcore fan and these are the matches for the hardcore fans, then why aren't they doing eight hundred thousand pay per views? There is a, it's not a mythical casual of people who are not watching. We talk about this all the time, right, Joel? It's not the, the casuals that are not watching AEW. I'll give, I'll give an example. I got, we have, we have friends who watch AEW television. They don't watch, they don't know anything behind the scenes. They don't keep up with anything online. They just watch the television. I ask you, you excited for this show? Like, no, because what I watch on TV it's playing out on TV. Why am I going to pay for a pay-per-view 
when I can get Joe and MJF for free. I haven't seen Zack Sabre Jr. on television. I don't know who he is. I like Brian Danielson, but why am I going to pay to watch him see watch him wrestle a guy? Now there's no investment. It's a dream match. Cool. This isn't a mythical casual that. I, that's fair. Why Soul Blade? That they might be watching in alternative waves. Um, I yeah, wish they had those numbers. I really yeah. Do. I do too. It would it would it would be very telling because listen, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. There was a time in my life when I would do that because I didn't have the means. But now that I am in a different position, I I can afford that, or at least I can charge it back to Fightful. <laughs> Regardless, you know that, that's part of the job. But I but I agree. I wish there was a way to count the uh, the illegal buys as well. Yeah, uh, my my point is there are eight hundred thousand people watching the shows. If all of these people are hardcore fans, then they should want to watch the hardcore fan pay per view. They're not. They're just television watchers of the product. And you've got to appeal to those television watchers as well. You can't just appeal to the online fan base that are going to go crazy for whatever you kind of give them there. Because they know the pay-per-view is going to be good. That was the the, the all-out thing when we had this discussion of like, oh, everybody buried the car. They said it wasn't good. They said the build wasn't good. Look at that. Look how they delivered. We're going to say the same thing after Wrestle Dream. We're going to have the same conversation of like, oh, yeah, the card wasn't great. The build on television wasn't great. But look how great these matches are. Jeremy, yeah, because all these people are really good wrestlers. Jeremy, we're also going to say the same thing about WWE Fastlane because guess what show is also in two weeks and has this amount of matches booked for it. And that is a big goose egg for those of you who are listening in audio only. There's And, and we're going to have the same conversation because guess what? They all know how to do their jobs. They all know how to wrestle, especially when you give them a pay-per-view card. No one's no one's saying that the wrestling isn't going to be good. Sometimes it's just the stories that just don't. They're not there or they're very much missing compared to doing all the moves. I want to I bring this up from Redman Survivor. I think we're getting good stories on AW recently. Uh, what Which stories? And I'm not trying to say that dis- dismissively. I apologize if that's how it came off. I want to know like what you are interested in i i truly okay so here, i'm enjoying a lot uh mjf cole roddy hangman swerve tony's uh, descent it's mess i like all that stuff too i yep. mean i criticized hangman and swerve a little bit i would like to see swerve or i would like to see hangman really and swerve too get more promo time because i think they're both great on promos i'm not interested in this little six-man tag nonsense that they are doing um i really like their uh their their promos though i like to i like the the tony storm stuff i'm interested to see where that goes as she lost another big match yeah mjf and um mjf and adam cole stuff has been very good all right well you like sammy and uh, now i can't take your pants <laughs> sammy Guevara was 10 <laughs> years old when that whole <laughs> kicking the dick thing happened so to sammy Guevara, this was a dream come true <laughs> ricky and brian i love i think everyone uh, if you you know me by now you know how much i love brian danielson uh you know how much i love ricky stark so yeah i'll never but see this feels like this feels like a match that should be on wrestle dream right is their big texas death match should be on wrestle dream that's yeah. a pay-per-view match that fans have investment in because you've built that up on television instead you're getting it for free that that's a match you've been building on television with fan investment, it's like, hey, watch Collision. You can see it. Okay, cool. You want to you pay for a dream match? Pay for the dream match. Yeah. And there's a disconnect, I think. There's a disconnect. And this, this comes down to 
uh, the larger conversation we continue to have. And that is the idea that AEW for the last six weeks have had to build a bunch of pay-per-view shows, like actual pay-per-views plus, plus uh, dynamite uh, grand slam. And as a result, some stuff kind of got jostled around and pushed around and things got, things got weird. Uh, again, I, I don't know if a Claudio and Eddie match, by the way, could have been a wrestle dream match, especially given the way that they, that they fought and the stories that were told and the callbacks that they were using to, uh, to Kawada and Masawa. Like there was some stuff in there that was just like, Oh, this would be perfect on the show that's happening next week, but it's New York and it's Yonkers and it's Eddie. So like you kind of had to do it sometimes booking to the city works, but you can't do it too often. That being said, um, there is just a lot of, trying to book a lot of things in succession when you have big events that you want people to shell out money for, whether that's to be physically there or to invest in the product on your TV screen, computer, however you're watching that night. I think the, I sound like an old person. Now. You are, it's fine. Yeah. The art of selling pay-per-views is not what it once was. They're not selling pay-per-views now. You're selling matches, which is fine. Moments. We're selling you're, moments. You're selling tickets, as Eddie Kingston said. You're you're selling you know, you're selling selling moments. Because you're right. Like if you wanted to to sell a pay-per-view, putting Eddie Kingston and Claudio on pay-per-view is a good thing to sell. That's a that's a pay-per-view worthy match that you want to pay for. Now we may or may not get Will Ospreay and Marafuji against Eddie Kingston and Junakiyama. This is Osprey threw this out there, so I'll I, I I'll throw it out there as well. Osprey's not booked for New Japan on that day or anything, so it's possible this happens and it's announced this week. Cool match, I'm excited for that match. But again, if you're a television viewer, you've never seen Marafuji and and Akiyama, Eddie Kingston and Will Osprey got no beef with each other as a television viewer, and they'll sell it. Eddie Kingston cuts one promo and people are like, all right, I'm fucking, let's go. I'm fired up for this. But there's no long thread of like, oh, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see what happens, who gets revenge. The investment ain't there past the week. And it's just something that, yeah, the scheduling makes it difficult. It definitely makes that difficult. Ryan, you're correct. As a company, you're needing to load your TV because you're hoping to get paid from the TV rights deal. TV has become a much bigger, uh, a much bigger. What's a what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just money, uh, money, money grab. I don't think grab's the right word, but it's become a much higher priority for companies because all the deals are in the rights deal. They they're not worried about pay per view, and I get that. I from a WWE aspect, I definitely get that because you're only selling ten dollar Peacock subscriptions and. You can buy that for the office. You ain't, ain't got to get that for a WWE pay-per-view. But for AEW, when you're charging $50 for these pay-per-views, you got to give the fans $50 worth of investments to pay for. So I do think it is a little bit different for AEW. Now, when they go to Max, if they go to Max and that becomes a thing, then I'll give them all the leeway in the world. Do all your dream matches on pay-per-views. Hey, go crazy with it. But when you're asking for $50... For these shows, you got to give the television audience a little bit more than just kind of dream match stuff that has nothing to do with television. Otherwise, I'll just keep watching the TV for free and see the matches that I want to see that you've been building. 
Shout out to Will Ospreay, who's going to face Speedball Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory, by the way. Be a match. That's going to be a great match. But but it also kind of proves and adds to your point that, like, they announced the match. There's no story behind it. In fact, the story is probably next week they're running Gresham versus Speedball Part 5 on, on Impact. And, like, all of this is really just going to be Jonathan Gresham turning heel. <laughs> That's really all it is. Or Speedball's going to win, and then Gresham's going to turn heel. But the match with uh, with 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 Osprey is not a story match unless they turn it into one somehow by having Osprey, you know, cut a bunch of promos that they air on the TV, which I kind of hope they do. Cause again, just say, bro, just scream it and say, like, coming to my home turf after this, bro, and I'm going to beat your ass, whatever it is. I think I, I believe in impacts ability to ask and get some footage, some content from Will Osprey because Again, Impact's really good at filming all of their matches live for the crowd, and then everything else that happens backstage or gets inserted into the TV program is what keeps you watching because you can read the spoilers. You can you know what's going to happen, but it's all the extra stuff that makes the show worth watching. And I think uh, to a certain degree, AEW does that with uh, with Rampage. When it's taped, people know the uh, the answers, they know what's going on, but really you're staying for the extras. You're staying for the the, the backstage segments. I need I need something with Zack Sabre Jr. in the in the coming weeks yep. on if this is your main event, video packages, a promo, something. Do Daniel? I know Danielson called him like the the best technical wrestler, the best wrestler, whatever his words were on this. But again, his feuds with Ricky right now. Have Danielson put him over? Uh, that's fine. You got to give me some investment. Not me, but you know, a, a television viewer. Get the investment in. Zack Sabre Jr. of like why I should care that he is wrestling Brian Danielson. Apparently they showed his ESJ video last week. But I agree. If he could show up in person, it'd be great. If they can put together a great card next week, that's fine. But again, I'm just like, I need the story. I need a little bit more. And you know what whatever they're cooking up for for Rampage tonight with uh the the Don Callis updates. I'm not going to use spoilers. It's already in the chat, but like I agree that that's possibly where it's going, um, and and I don't hate that as a tag team. It's going to make a lot of people named Alex Pulaski sick to their stomach, and it'll be fun. But again, like I just they're they're somewhat getting a little too cutesy with how they're telling the stories, and they're trying to like weave around traffic, but it's tough to do it like that. And again, it all goes back to what we talked about. MJF's not going to be defending the AEW World Championship against even a New Japan star again. I know get that I get that forbidden door is like the time when you do that crossover, but if you're going to do Wrestle Dream, then you better have like a student of Anoki come to challenge for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Something make it make sense if you're going to say in honor of Anoki and then be like it's the name and the theme music is in honor of him, and it's like well that's not really doing much in my opinion. Like, am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, I, I get what you're saying there. I get I get what you're saying. Oh, well, it's a weird marketing thing. <sighs> anyway, we've got uh, we got SmackDown tonight too. You want to talk about that real quick? What's all on this show? Uh, Io Sky versus Oscar for the WWE Women's Championship should be a fun match. Looking forward to that. It's good. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, do they set up something for Payback? Do they do a, not Payback for uh, Fastlane? Fastlane and Payback are just the same. They're the same. <laughs> They they do uh, hashtag bow down baby. Queen comes in set yeah. up a triple threat. 
Oh, oh, Oscar, EO, and the, the size discrepancy is what I need. <laughs> Charlotte just boots them both in the face, stack them, get them. Double drop. Oh, apparently Becky Lynch says she'll be on SmackDown tonight, so maybe they'll do something with that. Where'd she say this? Uh, I don't know. Redmond Survivor said this. Did she say it on uh, on the internet somewhere? Yeah, where's this on the internet? Where is uh, Becky Lynch on the Twitter? Redmond Survivor. Oh, it's a world tour. Oh, okay. I see it. Uh, she yep. announced her world tour. Oh, may, I don't know if uh, maybe she's doing a dark match dark gimmick. Match? Yeah. She hasn't been officially announced. So just uh, calm expectations of potentially seeing Becky Lynch on SmackDown. Gotta, I got to find the thing now. Hold on. I got to find the, the very important chat from earlier. Yeah, there you go. Speculate, but never expect. <laughs> Just start I mean, out. Keep it on the... Yeah, she she put it out there. She put her schedule out there, and it does say she is going to be uh, in Glendale, Arizona for SmackDown tonight. Again, does that mean she'll be on television? You know Don't what? Know. She's there. She's not there for a match. She's there for Stephanie Hype's birthday. Stephanie's going to be there. It's her birthday weekend. They're, they're, they're besties. Becky's just there for Steph. Okay. Happy birthday, Stephanie Hypes. Uh, and uh, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar versus the new and improved Street Profits. The, uh, what did they call the Viking Raiders? The, the, what did they call the Viking Raiders for a while? The, the new and vicious, the... Oh, I don't recall any. They of had two descriptors for them. I'm sure someone, someone's going to... Anyway, uh, yeah. Right. So there you go. Rey and Santos versus the... Uh, Versus the Street Profits. Did they get the win back? Is that what's going to happen for the LWO? Nah, Montez pins Ray, and we get uh, Ray and Montez at uh, Fastlane for the U.S. title. Aren't they doing Santos versus Ray at one point? Because Santos asked for a U.S. title match. Well, he shouldn't He shouldn't lose this tag team match like he's going to win. The new Vicious Street or The new Vicious Street Profits. That's what they are. Except they'll find a new S word for them. The you super- want a title match? You should win matches. I agree. And I love Santos Escobar, so he needs to be the champion. Uh, and then, of course, PW Insider is reporting that they'll do the tag match between the GOAT, John Cena and AJ Styles versus, was it Grayson Waller? And Oh, no, no. Solo and no, Jimmy. Solo, yeah. Solo and Jimmy. So Again, yeah. not officially announced. Not uh, officially announced. Yes, maybe maybe it'll happen. Uh, WWE has not put that out there yet. So if it does happen, cool. Um, if it doesn't, then and maybe it's a dark match type of thing. I think it makes sense for that to, to be an actual match. It was kind of set up last week. Cena is on the show tonight. Maybe it gets set up um, on the show and instead of they just announce it. Maybe it just does get set up and PW Insider is uh, just basically saying like, yeah, hey, it's going to get set up on the show. Expect this on the show. So we shall see, but not officially announced. Yeah, when I saw the report, I was just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense because they were going to, you know, the the way the show went off the air. And if you're looking at WWE.com, they just have John Cena to appear on SmackDown and he's going to address the WWE Universe. So um, if they do a match, maybe this is going to set it up. And John Cena should address his enemies. Should he? That'd be fantastic. That'd be fun. Uh, and what else is going on? What else? We got a, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, we got Collision. We got that, that, that Texas death match. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That is good stuff. Uh, what else was announced for Collision? The, the triple threat for the TNT title match. Yeah. That was an interesting uh, addition. I talked about that. What if but... Christian like actually wins the title? Oh, I'm 
kind of thinking he might just so that they can finally say he's the actual champion. Yeah, like like Luchasaurus, you know, beats up Darby and then Christian like gets the gets the pin. Jay White and Andrade will be really good. I yeah. agree. Looking forward, uh, looking forward to that. Robert Van Daminator will be in the house. Oh hell yeah. Van Dam rules. Maybe this is where you bring back Jungle Jack and RVD gets the win and they're just like He's gonna he's gonna beat you and you're just gonna have to deal with it. And then we do the third match at Wrestle Dream. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm okay with that. I want more Van Dam on television. Like way more Van Dam. He friggin' rules. Again, if you put Rob Van Dam on television, you gotta put Katie Forbes on television. If you put Katie Forbes on television, then you have to make sure the FCC is notified and that the seven second delay becomes a 27 second delay because if there's one thing we know, Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes are gonna get your show kicked off of Twitch for about a good solid month. And then Katie, finally, go ahead. Oh, Katie Forbes is shaking ass while Rob Van Dam is whooping ass. Love it. <laughs> Literally Love it. And then for the AW World Tag Team Championship, FTR take on the Workhorsemen. Uh, congratulations to FTR for you know keeping their their tag titles. And then Aussie Open come out, and I'm sure they do a stare down thing. That's gonna be a good match, by the way. Workhorsemen yeah. are great. Um, as when it comes to the Open Challenge, you're setting up matches that people want to see. Does it? It kind of makes things uh, a little predictable, but what can you do? Um. I'm looking forward to the actual match, though. And I hope, I hope we get Violence is Forever against FTR at some point. Like, tape it for ROH. I don't care. It, put put it on ROH and just just give me that match. Give me that match. Looks like they're going to do another. I, I Redmond's saying in the chat, you know, hopefully another Portrait of a Star segment. I'm hoping they do. And now they kind of have to pivot a little bit because she just lost that match. So, like, do if they have to pivot? I don't know. It feels like she's got to get more crazy, but if they've already taped a bunch of them already and they're airing them as a sequence, then like, I don't know, maybe they'll air it and then they'll immediately go to a a live with her and like Lexi or or Renee. I'd imagine when they taped this stuff, they knew she was losing though. So the idea is that in Canon, they were pre-taped before the match and now they're airing them, even though she's already lost the match. So you can't like, you can't tell her she can't be progressively getting crazier when the match hadn't happened yet when they filmed this maybe she just so, doesn't acknowledge the match she doesn't even know this match happened that'd be it's fun. a completely different universe the wrestling gives a fuck about the wrestling we're just here to talk about my acting rj fair uh by the way let, let bring bring it up real quick ray phoenix wins the uh the aw international championship is that do they call that back like not call it back but do they what what what's going to happen with the ray phoenix reign do they want to you know when moxley's feeling good again and he's cleared do you put the title right back on him or do you just let ray phoenix ride for a little bit see how it goes i think you give phoenix a few matches to just make it a little worthwhile because clearly wasn't the plan um so so you try to make it a little worthwhile uh, out of that but then when moxley's back you do some type of no dq match because it's one one now right like moxley put him out in the local medical facility and then uh you know in storyline and unfortunately phoenix put him in the local medical facility i guess he didn't go to the hospital but uh not in storyline so it's one one you, you run it back in some type of no dq stip and then moxley 
gets it back, but you got to at least establish Phoenix a little bit to make it be like, oh yeah, he's a worthwhile champion here before you you put it back on Mox. I don't know if they had a real long-term plan with Mox outside of it was time to end Orange Cassidy's reign. Now here's John Moxley. Now here's John Moxley having cool matches like Orange Cassidy had. You can do that same thing with Ray Phoenix, honestly. Like you can do the exact same thing. Sam Moxley. They got oh, by sorry. the way. Go ahead. They got a it, it was very unfortunate that John Moxley got injured uh in that way. They got fortunate that it was Ray Phoenix in that match that it happened because let's say like AR Fox, it accidentally happened there and the audible was called. There's no story with AR Fox winning that title. At least, at least with Phoenix, there was the story built in. It's like, oh shit, Phoenix. Okay, cool. Like he's an established person. If that, if an unfortunate injury happened to Moxley in one of these other matches and Moxley made the, and maybe Moxley doesn't make the audible call. He's like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to win this match. We'll figure it out later type of thing but he made the audible call to to go with phoenix yeah they they got uh they got fortunate that it was somebody established and somebody with history in phoenix you want to talk about uh wrestling conspiracy theories mox missing another ott show he's just like mox because i don't want to the irish (laughs) moxley hates the irish anyway we're gonna get out of here by the way again shout out to Tennille dashwood wwe tweets out who's next on nia jack's path of destruction and Tennille just replied not me (laughs) bless this woman she's listen she's been released before she's landed on her feet she's gonna do it again let's get on out of here jeremy let's uh plug the stuff don't follow me on Twitter. Follow literally anybody else. Reputable or, or entertaining at least. No, nah, I don't care who you follow. Honestly, who you follow is none of my business. Do what you want on your own damn Twitter. Just don't follow me and get in my mentions unless you have very nice things to say. If if you don't, then don't bug me. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay. Follow Stephen Jones. Mace. Monsei, Monsois, I'm going to fight you guys for not giving me the credit. Let them know, Joel. Let them know. Send these messages. Where's John Blood? Where's John Blood at? Book this. Book me in DPW to fight Monsois and Monsei. I'm, we will, you know what? Here's an actual, like, legit bit. TEW war. Me and you, Mansoor. Me and you. TEW. I heard you talking about the TEW last night and how much time you spent on it and how you're going to DM. Because I watched the whole damn stream. Not like Sean Ross Sapp wasn't Doja Cat. Never heard a Doja Cat song. Didn't want to tell him that. Didn't want to break his heart. Legitimately never heard a Doja Cat song in my life. Sorry if that offends anybody. I watched the whole stream. Heard you talking about the TEW. Heard you trying to slide into Tony Khan's DMs talking about the TEW so you could play TEW with Tony. I don't know if Tony's going to message you back, but you DM me and we'll we'll get a TEW war set up, man sore. All right? And I'll spread fake rumors because I know you wanted to do... He actually read the like chat pasta, him and HBK, the love affair thing. They actually put that out there. They had like Seth Rollins going to the grocery store. It was a very, very entertaining stream last night by the way those guys rule i i i hope the best for them come on our show we should actually do a t i was i was gonna say you know what i want mike rollins i want the former riddick moss but let's get mansoor and and moss say 
onto this show. Let's have a nice, a nice long chat with the boys. Have a good. I'll time. write, I'll write fake clickbait articles. I'll write real clickbait articles. Whatever you want me to oh, do, I'm guys, I'll do it. I saw your little videos, uh, the fixers and the answer videos. I can work with you on this. All right, you you want to do a fake website for the the answers? We got pamphlets, and it's a call center, and it's a pyramid scheme of a cult. We can do a website that gets people clicking and gets people coming in. Let's 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 collaborate here, Monsois and Mosse. I think I'm saying all of that wrong, but now they rule. Everyone, if you want, go watch go watch the stream or, or don't. I don't care, but it was very entertaining. Do all that, and of course, leave a thumbs up on the video. And and you know what? Tweet these people and just be like, you know what? You should be on in the weeds. Tell them, tell get them on on our radar, and we'll do the rest. We'll send the messages, or maybe they'll send us the messages. Go do that. Tweet them and be like, they rule. What? 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 Why is Dwayne Wade Usher out here? He's out here doing confessions in 2023, admitting he had a baby with another woman. Dwayne. What are we doing, Dwayne? I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. FMC is on Tuesdays in the morning here on Fightful Overbooks. So leave a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We'll be talking about confessions then. We'll see you in the next one. Just when I thought I said, had to say it all.